Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everyone. Hi. I have a very special guest today. What's What's your name? Liliana. Liliana? What, do you go to school? Yeah. What kind of school is it? It is preschool. Preschool? I'm two. No, you're not two. How old are you? Uh, three. You're three. Yeah, I'm three. You're three years old. What What's your favorite color? Pink. Pink. I like pink too. What do you like to play with? LOL dolls. LOL dolls. Those are super fun. What's your favorite show? SpongeBob. SpongeBob. <laughs> That's a new one. You like just started watching SpongeBob. What's What's your favorite food? Marshall. What? Marshall. Pretzel. Pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> what's really your favorite food? Uh, happy with... What? <laughs> oh, now we're getting really silly. Okay, answer. What's your real favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. That sounds like a good answer. Okay, well, thanks for doing an interview with me. Okay. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 52. I hope you enjoyed that little opening. That was my daughter, Liliana. She, every time I say I have to work in the podcast, she's like, can I do the podcast too? And sometimes she says she has her own podcast. So I thought I would give her a moment. Um, Thank you so much for coming to listen. I am Megan Carranza. So episode 52, you might be thinking, oh my gosh, it's been a year. Not quite. I actually, so I'm, I'm, going off of when I launched the podcast, which I I launched the podcast with four episodes so that there'd be like a little more content, if you will, (laughs) than just like sharing one and then throwing it out into the universe. So because I started with the four episodes and I released them all at one time, the actual one year anniversary won't be like till the end of September. So got like about a month left and I'm really excited about that. I'm working on a really fun one year anniversary episode. I know it sounds so cliche, but I can't believe it's been a year that I've been doing this for a year. Um, but the episode is going to be really fun. I am going to actually have a very exciting co-host on that episode. So stay tuned. And it's actually going to be kind of interactive. So I'm going to be reaching out to you guys via social media in the next few weeks. So if you're not following me, please do on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod or on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast. So yeah, stay tuned for more. Today's episode, it's just me. I'm flying solo. I feel like it's good to do a solo episode like every couple months just to kind of check in. I get a lot of questions from people about stuff that's going on, but also I, I just, I'm a talker if you can't tell you know, I have a podcast for a reason. And I just feel like every few months, like I feel the words like bubbling up inside me and they just need to get out. So I feel like today is a good day to do that. We are coming off summer break. Logan has been back in school for just about a week now. So I thought I would talk about a few different things, but I wanted to kind of start with sort of like a wrap up of our summer vacation. The, the last episode, the last solo episode I did was like right as school was ending. So I thought this would be a good way to kind of transition back to that and sort of share Cause in that episode, I talked a lot about like our plans and kind of our preparation that went into summer break. And I shared how summer break is a tough one for, for us, for, for all of us, for Logan and for me. And I really, I really put a lot of time an effort into planning and preparing this summer to try to ensure that we had, you know, the best summer possible. And in some ways, I think it was good. In other ways, I think I kind of missed the mark. So I thought I would just share uh, just to kind of say like what what kind of worked and what didn't and sort of where we're at at this point. So 
the first few weeks of summer, Logan did a camp. It was like a special needs camp. And the camp was honestly great. We loved it. He he started and he would just got right into the routine there. It basically, it was in like a, a building that was for preschool. So it looked like a preschool room, which he is used to, you know, being in a classroom, like in school. And he was super excited about that. There were a lot of kids and it was pretty much one-to-one like every every camper had a counselor and it was a little it was a little dicey the first few days of school I shouldn't say dicey but it was a little bit of adjusting just because the first day I I met who said she was going to be Logan's counselor her name was Lila and she was phenomenal with him and so sweet funny little story I I dropped him off at the camp I met the counselor we were you know kind of like going over things I had previously spoken to the director so the the like I said it's like a preschool and there was I think there was like 13 kids so there was 13 counselors I think that they said there was one one counselor that had two kids so they had two little more kind of you know independent kiddos so I guess there was 12 counselors but then there was a a director who I had spoken with her a couple times before camp actually started and um we were felt really comfortable going into it I made sure that she knew, you know, Logan was newly potty trained, still kind of working on that, sort of keep him on a schedule, went over his packs and everything. She is actually a special needs teacher in like a nearby district. So she was amazing. The camp was honestly great. But after meeting his his counselor that day, it was so funny because my my neighbor, she ended up going to that the park that was kind of like the grounds of the camp. And she just like randomly saw Logan with his counselor and it was really amazing to hear because she was like oh my gosh Megan she was so amazing with him she was so sweet with him he was having so much fun so that was like the best reassurance I could have but then (laughs) the next day I got there and they were like oh this is like Ashley and she's gonna be Logan's counselor today and I was like oh okay like is Lila not here because they had made it sound like to me that she was gonna be his counselor like through the whole thing And they were like, no, we're just, we're still kind of like moving things around. And I was sort of like, okay. So then the next day, again, he had another girl. Her name is Emily. So I I asked the director, I was like, so is this going to be like how things are going to go? Like for the remainder of camp that he's just going to have like a new person. And she was like, no. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. And I wanted to talk to you, but she's like, honestly, Logan is just so good. And he's so like adaptable that she's like, you know, first few days of camp, we're we're just kind of getting to know everyone's personalities. And like, they want to have each kid with a counselor who kind of like fits them best, which I totally understand. And Logan really does love everybody. And he's honestly, he is a really good kid. So I could see where, where she meant that. So thankfully, I think it was like that third or fourth day. His counselor, Emily, was the one we had for the the rest of the summer. And she was, she was phenomenal. She was great with him. They were super attentive. They went to the pool twice a week. They did like a field trip on Wednesdays. So they took him to the movies. They took him to like different parks. Like I said, the the actual grounds of the of the camp was like on it's a huge park locally out here in St. Charles and there's there's like a pool right there there's a big uh park right there there's a bunch of just like different athletic fields so it really is like such a great spot to have a kids camp and there was a ton of other camps going on there too because there's so much available and it's all like right there so he loved it he really thrived in that routine it basically like took the place of school so the hours were i think like 8 30 to 2 30 pretty much like the same hours he has at school and then he would he would come home and have like that little break and then we would start aba at three and he's always done ABA from three to six. That was just sort of like all last year. That was a schedule we kept with. It worked really well for him. If you've listened to like early episodes, I talked about how I was concerned with that initially being like just too much of a a rigorous schedule for him because basically the bus comes to pick him up at like seven this year. It's coming even earlier. Um, and he, and then he's not done for the day until six. And I just, I felt such horrible mom guilt. I was like, oh my gosh, this poor kid. Like he is not going to get a break. He's going to be so tired. It's going to be so hard for him. And 
honestly, like right off the bat last year, he, he really proved us wrong. Like he definitely, I mean, he seemed tired the first couple of days and even, even this year now they've been telling me like towards the end of the school day, he seems tired, but then he comes home and gets off the bus and he has like a whole new burst of energy and he's doing just fine. And even all, all through last year, he never fell asleep in the bus, even though it is like a pretty, like a 45 minute ride, never fell asleep. So he actually handles that schedule really well, which I'll kind of get into that a little bit because what ended up happening after that camp was over was he had about a week off and then he started summer school. And that week off, I'm going to be totally honest, I was kind of dreading it because I have seen in the past when Logan has a hard time having sort of that too much free time. Like I said, those long days are long, but he honestly thrives with that schedule. And as a mom, especially like, uh, you know, someone who, who grew up with lots of free time and able to just like hang out and watch TV and play with my friends, that makes me feel really guilty because I feel like I'm taking away this this free time for him. Like I want him to have a break. But then when he gets that break, I I see the reality of what break time means for him. And it's really not, it's not necessarily the best. So that, that week I really tried to plan every day, like a different activity for us. So one day we went to the movies and he really enjoyed that. And then another day we went to like a bounce house place and we went to lunch. We had like play dates with friends. We went to the the pool. Logan loves to like get out and do stuff. So he was totally happy in those situations. And he, he honestly, like I said, he did, he did really well that week. But then that Friday, I have to, I, I work, I'm an esthetician. If you've been listening, you know that, but I work part-time. So I work like Thursday, Friday afternoons, and then Saturdays, like pretty much all day. So I, I knew that Friday I was going to have to work like later in the afternoon and I was like, you know, I'm like, we'll just have like a day at home. I'll set up the sprinkler. We'll play outside. Like it'll, it'll be fine. And honestly, I don't know what happened that, that morning he woke up and it was just like, he flipped a switch. And I say, I don't know what happens, but in my mind, what I think happens is it was like, he had that whole week to, you know, he was, he was having fun. We were doing all these different things. Every day was a new activity. But it was very unstructured activity because it was it was new things every day. And it and it's just like when he gets out of that routine, he can handle a couple days of it. But if it goes any more than that, he just starts to kind of lose that. He, he just he has a harder time self-regulating. And you can see that he's he's starting to kind of like go off the rails a little bit. And that was what happened that that Friday morning he woke up. And he woke up super early, which he, he had been sleeping pretty well up until that point. And it was like his, his stimming was just like off the charts, which I never try to stop Logan from stimming. But when he, when he's like not in the right headspace, his stimming is like more frantic. I think parents will understand what I mean. Normally he's like a very happy stimmer, but when he's when he's like stressed or like, like I said, just like kind of like out of that, like not able to self-regulate his stimming is like on another level. And it's, it's, he's just like a buzzing bee. Like he's just nonstop. This past summer, one of the things that he, he started doing was like, like tapping or like hitting on stuff. That sounds kind of violent. He's not doing it in a violent way, but he loves to like, if he has like a ball, he will, he will bounce it too, but he just loves to like, like pat on it. But again, when he's, when he's like in that state, it's, it's like frantically patting on it and it's, and it's, it's to the point where you're, you're like, okay, something is definitely up. Like you, he just like truly can't like find peace within himself. So that, that was tough. And then, especially because like I said, that, that whole day then was just bad. We, we did, we, we played outside, we played in the sprinkler and one of our most difficult things with Logan, I this has come up on a few episodes, is him wanting to eat stuff outside. He wants to eat like dirt and sand and even like leaves and rocks and sticks. 
it's not good. And it's stressful for me because every time we're outside, I feel like I am, you know, I've, I've just got to watch him like a hawk. But of course, I have, you know, two other kids too. So, and he knows, he knows the second I turn my head and he's like going for the pile of dirt. So that day was hard because it was like he had been doing so well with that. That's something that we work on in, in ABA also. And he had been doing so well with that. And then all of a sudden it was like, Every time I turned my head for a split second, he was trying to find the dirt and trying to eat the dirt. And it was just like super stressful for me. And eventually, like, usually I try to, I just make him go inside like immediately when he does that. That's sort of like the reinforcement. But I, like I said, I had spread up, set up the sprinkler. The girls are playing outside and it's like, I don't want to punish everyone. I don't want everyone to, and sometimes that happens and we do it, but I knew that he, he needed to be outside that day. Cause when we were inside the house, he was just, he was very cooped up and he just had like all that, like kind of nervous energy going on. So we stayed outside for a little, I kept just trying to redirect him, but eventually we did have to go in and I did have to go to work later that day. And he just, he had, he had a tough day. He had a tough time when I had to leave for work. He just, he definitely, it was, it was an off day for him. So that was kind of honestly like the start of things sort of getting tougher and more challenging for us this summer. Uh, The next week then he started summer school, which the nice thing about summer school was that it was at his, the school that he goes to. So again, Logan is in a co-op and summer school is, is kind of a, it's a big operation because it's, it's not just his school for summer school. It's the entire co-op and like district, like everyone is all together at one school for summer school. So last summer it was at a middle school that was right down the street for us, which is great, but also like a middle school doesn't have a playground. So it's tough for like the preschoolers and the kindergartners because it's like, well, there's, there's nowhere to go to play. (laughs) So they, they're constantly moving it. I guess they said never again, will it be at a junior high for that reason? So it worked out really well that it was at his, his school that he goes to. It was a different teacher, but one of the aides from his class last year, one of the paras was a para in summer school and she's phenomenal. We love her. We love all the aides and teachers at his school. So that worked out really well. I think it was a really easy transition to summer school for him. He was super excited. Like the day the bus came and he was like ready to get back to school. But the thing about summer school is that it's it's a way shorter day. It's only from like 8 to noon and it's only Monday through Thursday. So he he had Fridays off and we were still doing ABA this whole time, but having having that like longer that shorter shorter day, longer break in between and then Fridays off, it was just like again that that kind of self-regulation that comes for him with having that structure and routine was just kind of gone. And he was still doing okay at that point. We were having some difficulty, not necessarily, like he was still having decent sessions in, in ABA and he was still like mostly okay. Fridays were, were always tough. Like there was one Friday in particular where normally when, when we wake up in the morning on Fridays, I we, we kind of would be have like a, a lazier morning. We're used to getting out of the house, you know, like before seven. So we, I, I wouldn't necessarily change my pajamas right away. And I kind of tried to like make it more of like, okay, like this is going to be like more of a chill, relaxed day right from the start so that he kind of knew that going into it. But there was one Friday where he woke up and he was wet. So he still wears like a pull-up at night, but sometimes he still aches through it. So I immediately changed him out of his pajamas and into his school clothes. And I think, or into his clothes, but I think he was thinking like, oh, I'm getting ready for school. Even though like I would try to remind him like, there's no school tomorrow, there's no school. But me putting, putting the clothes on him just like threw him off. And then he, as soon as we had the clothes on, he went to go get his shoes. And then he was trying to make me get his backpack because the backpack was like up on a hook. He couldn't reach it. And I'm like, buddy, there's no school today. And he was just like waiting by the door, waiting for the bus. And he just started crying. And it was honestly so heartbreaking. And I just felt so terrible because that that's truly like when I tell people, oh, he loves school. I don't know if people always believe me. <laughs> like, I don't know if that comes across, but like he, he truly like, he loves school. He loves therapy. He loves to like be busy, but he doesn't always know how to make himself busy. So like giving him that, going places, having tasks and things to do that 
like fills his cup, which for most of us, I feel like for me, like if I was doing as much as he was 24 seven, I would be like depleted. My cup would be empty. But for him, it's just, it's totally opposite. And I still have to remind myself that, that like the things that are ideal for me are, are not ideal for him. Cause I, I did really struggle with that this summer. I feel like I struggle with it every summer again, just thinking like, Oh, I want him to have a break. I want him to have time to like enjoy himself. But again, when he gets that time, he, he doesn't enjoy himself. It's harder for him to, to cope with that time. So that's just a lesson that I I continue to learn and have to keep relearning. Maybe one of these days it will sink in, who knows. But basically we, we made it through, through summer school and he did great. He did really well. He had a couple goals that he was working on at summer school. They, they really use it as kind of like maintenance. It's not necessarily to work on new goals. They're just kind of like an extension of his goals from last year, which he really did amazing last year and he was able to, to meet all of his goals. So these were like a little kind of step in that same direction and he did, he did really well, but then summer school ended. And again, he had like about a week off before school. No, no, I'm sorry. He had two weeks off. He had two weeks off, but one of those weeks we were going on vacation. So he had like a week off in between school ending and us going on vacation. And then the following week that he would start summer and that week off, like everything went off the rails. We started dealing with anxiety, which this is something that has come up many times on the podcast with many different parents talking about, you know, their, their, their kiddos showing signs of anxiety and some even, you know, being treated for anxiety or like having medication. And I I always feel for people that, that deal with that because I can only imagine how difficult it would be. And now that we have seen some of that, I feel for it even more because Logan suddenly started showing all these signs of anxiety and it would start off as almost like he was like irritable. And I remember the, the first night that it happened, it was again during that week off, it was that Tuesday. So like that Monday, he was mostly fine. He was, he, he definitely, again, was having trouble like self-regulating lots of stimming. He also has been screaming again, which I've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's been a while because it seems like screaming is just like a summertime issue for us. And I don't know why. Again, I think it has to do with that that time off and time, just too much time, too much time. And then it's like his stimming, everything just goes like through the roof. So he does a lot of vocal stimming. He's always done that. He has like a few different little like kind of sounds that he makes and he does sort of somewhat repetitively. But the screaming, I think, is one that it it only really comes during those times of like kind of like high anxiety sort of situations and it's never it's it's always a happy scream but what i've noticed with him is it's like when he's when he is working so hard to self regulate like all his energy goes into that and i think that that is what the screaming is that he has like all this like pent up energy that he's using to like kind of sort of just like keep himself together and that's that's when the screaming comes out cuz even his his BCBA was here a few weeks ago we were having a team meeting and he was like running around screaming and she was like oh she's like ah oh, we haven't heard that in a while i'm like nope and she's like that's like the summertime scream and that was when i i was like you're totally right i'm like i noticed when it was kind of fading away which was you know kind of into the school year last year and i noticed it kind of coming back but i didn't necessarily put together like, oh, this is sort of a summertime thing. So that, and that had even started when he was in, in summer school. So like I said, like that was sort of like the beginning of things kind of like becoming more challenging. But then, yeah, that, that week off the, the first time he had what I would really characterize as anxiety was, um, it was, it was one evening and he, I was getting ready for bed and he, he was just all of a sudden like, agitated, I would say. He just seemed kind of, he seemed kind of upset. And this actually, I think it was maybe even the last week of summer school. I think it was, I think it was actually a Thursday. So <laughs> I'm getting my days mixed up, but I remember because it was like he there for some reason, 
I was putting him to bed. Usually my husband puts him to bed, but I was putting him to bed and I was, I was getting him in bed and, and he just seemed like restless. And he normally, we do give him melatonin. So he normally goes to bed like fairly easily. And he was just kind of like, I thought, I thought maybe he like was gassy. Like he just, he was like kind of rubbing his belly and I'm like, okay, maybe we're still having like some issues with number two. So I thought maybe that was the issue. He had to go poop or something that has also gotten better, which I can elaborate on. Although it's probably a lot of TMI, but it was like, I, that's basically where I, I felt, I felt like he was maybe his stomach hurt or something. Cause the way he was acting was, it was different than, than I had seen him act honestly, like ever. Um, but then that night he, it, it, it escalated into like him getting out of bed and he was like pacing. That was the first time I'd ever seen him do that. And it, he did start crying and Logan doesn't cry very much, honestly. Like, it, it takes a lot to, to make him cry. Um, even if he hurts himself, he really he really doesn't cry. So when he does cry, I mean, I think when any kid cries, it's sad. But, like, when he cries, it, it breaks my heart. I could cry right now thinking about it. Like, I just... The fact that he can't tell me what is... And I was. I was grabbing his packs and trying to, like, show him, like, different... Like, what is there... Is it your tummy? There was nothing that he could could communicate to me so that I would know what was wrong. And, you know, usually just me being there helps or me kind of giving him space helps. None of those things were helping. He was just very upset and I really didn't know why. Eventually though, I did get him to sleep that night. Honestly, it was, it was late. He finally went to bed. And then over the next week or so, it ended up kind of lasting the rest of the summer. He, he just continued to have these like bouts of anxiety and it was really tough. It was really hard. And it would, it, I could see it coming on because it would, again, usually start with kind of the pacing. And it was odd though, because it was like one minute he'd be fine. And the next minute he would start with the pacing. And the first few times it happened, Manny actually wasn't here. So I was just kind of like relaying this to him and telling him like, Logan seems really anxious. I'm not really sure what's going on. Like he, he gets really upset. He'll start crying like that night with putting him to bed. Manny actually wasn't here that night. So I was putting him to bed myself and it was like, I was explaining to him and I was, I was like, it was just really weird. So it wasn't until like a few days later when I was at work that Manny actually saw it for himself. And he was like, yeah, he, he definitely is not acting like himself right now. Um, cause he was doing that for him and he was doing the crying so, like I said, it would it would start with kind of like just him seeing agitated and like the pacing. And if we could get him to calm down at that point, it wouldn't escalate to crying. But unfortunately, there was many times in that kind of, you know, couple weeks there where we couldn't we couldn't help him as much as we tried. His earphones really seemed to help when he was like getting to that anxious place. Um, but those were the only thing that we, like, he has a weighted blanket. I would try to put that on him. He has a bunch of different little like fidget toys and he, he likes all that stuff. But like the only thing that kind of helps that seemed to help sort of soothe him to calm down when he was getting anxious was the headphones. And even then it was still kind of hit or miss, but it was interesting because we've had those for a long time and rarely did he ever use those, but we've actually been relying on them a lot more. I put them on him just yesterday and they really did seem to help. So it's funny how, you know, certain things at one point, like don't really do much. And then some amount of time passes and it's like, oh, we're, we really need those now. Like we used to rely really heavily on his chewy, the little chewy tube and he'd have it clipped to his shirt. And now he just recently was kind of chewing again and I gave it to him, but chewing is not as much of a, uh, a stem for him at this point. So it's just interesting how things change like that. But basically the anxiety kind of lasted the rest of the summer we did have a, a reprieve of it when we went on vacation. If you follow me on social media, you might've seen pictures. We went up to Michigan just for a few days. Um, the family that I used to nanny for has a beach house in New Buffalo and it is gorgeous. Again, if you follow me on social media, you saw, cause I posted a, a, a video and people thought it was my house. And I'm like, no, this is not my house. I wish it was my house. Um, but they have this like beautiful, perfect little like cottagey beach house. And it's like two blocks away from the beach. And we, we went there last summer and Logan loves it. I, he's honestly been going there. I I've been taking him there since he was a baby. I think the first time he went, he was like a year and a half and we love Michigan. We go there like almost every summer. We, we really like to go 
like up north to like Petoskey area if anyone's familiar because it's so pretty up there but it's like a seven hour drive so New Buffalo is like a two hour drive which right now with three kids that seems a little more doable <laughs> and the family in Anifor is like so generous to let us stay at their beach house so it all works out so we actually had a really awesome vacation it was so interesting because we got there and it was like he was so happy. Like he remembered the house. He was he he like knew we were like on vacation. It was like he left the anxiety like back at our house. So we had a few days where we just got to enjoy kind of we, we went to the beach. We like walked around the little towns. We took them to a splash pad and a little zoo over there. There's not like a ton to do there. So it, it is a lot of sort of like chilling, which again, he's usually not great with. But I think because we were in like a different environment, he was better with it. But we we did try to have like activities every day when when we would come back in the afternoon so our youngest could nap I would still make sure to like take him out and go somewhere just to kind of so he didn't have like too much sort of just downtime at the house but he really enjoyed it he did awesome and then we got home and honestly within like 10 minutes of being home he had like another episode of anxiety which was so heartbreaking because I'm like oh this is great like he he, you know, kind of, we went on vacation, we sort of got hit like the reset button and then, you know, we will come home and like everything's gonna be great. And it was like almost immediately after getting home, he started having a hard time. And that really, that was hard. <laughs> really made me sad because I felt like, okay, we're over this. And then it was like, I'm like, oh no, no, we're still in it. So we got back home on Thursday and he had like a little less than a week then he started school that following Wednesday and he, that that actually the anxiety only lasted a couple of days because by like even by like Saturday he was like his normal happy Logie self again he was like smiling and Manny and I even said to each other a couple of times like oh okay he's back like we could just tell that he seemed he seemed happier so that that Sunday before school, we went to there's like a, a little amusement park over here called Santa's Village. <laughs> Anyone that's familiar. And it's great because it's all like kitty rides. So, you know, when you go to the carnival and you pay like 50 bucks and your kids go on like two rides. Yeah. So this is great because it's like you just pay the admission and they can go on as many rides as they want. But they're they're all for like small kids. So he, he can get on every one of them. Liliana, there's still a couple that she couldn't, but he loves to go on rides and we had a, a really great time. And then the next day, my daughter started school on that Monday and then Logan still had a couple days off. But I think maybe he knew at that point, like school was just coming, like he just felt it. So his anxiety was starting to kind of slip away because even I, I took him with me to Liliana's meet and greet at her school. And even just like being in a school, she has her her teacher this year is his preschool teacher from a couple years ago that we love and are still very close to so I wanted to bring him so he could see her and they were they were so excited to see each other it was so sweet but even like just being back at a school he was so happy like we walked in the doors and he just had the biggest smile on his face and we got to the classroom and he was just like raring to go like just ripping through the place having the greatest time so again it just like reaffirms like Logan loves school he really is so happy to be at school. So then it was just a couple days later on that Wednesday then. So it's been like just, just over a little less than a week at this point that, that he started school and he is doing great, which is actually the next thing that I want to talk about is school. I'm sorry guys. I'm like really rambling, but <laughs> again, these are all things that are just like stream of consciousness coming out, but I do want to talk about school. So definitely stay tuned. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. 
It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue. And those are available on Audible as well. But you can pick from any of their titles. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay. So like I said, Logan started school. It's been just about a week now. And the main thing I wanted to talk about, because obviously we're only a week into school, is his device, his speech device. So if you listened to my last solo episode, I talked about how that was one of the big things at his IEP meeting was we talked about him kind of graduating from PACS and into a, a an assisted communication, I don't even know the right the right word to use I'd always just refer to it as, as his device they sometimes call it his talker but basically it, it kind of looks like pecs like it uses the same sort of icons you can also upload pictures to it so you can have like specifically you know what they like like we have our, our family on there but what I didn't know about about him getting a device was that it was going to be a process so they explained that to me when we first decided to move forward with the device because I was really pushing for him to get it this summer. I was pushing hard (laughs) and I actually love the speech therapist at his school. She's super supportive and I feel like very like honest in a way that when I first met her like I was like oh I'm like I'm not this maybe is too honest for me because when it comes to things with Logan I'm just like very sensitive and just like a ball of mush but then I got to know her and I I think she's really amazing and really good at what she does so I I have a lot of respect for her so when she was first saying to me like I don't think it's a good idea for him to have it over the summer I I was definitely pushing back at that meeting and she even said to me she's like Megan I think you are a really great advocate (laughs) she's like as a mother I totally understand where you're coming from but as you know a professional she's like this is just not best practice so I conceded and I said, okay, we will, we'll wait until the fall. Before school ended though, we did have what was called a, a set meeting and I cannot, that's an acronym. I can't remember the acronym, but basically it was just talking about like all like setting up everything so that we were ready to go with the device like right away. And that meeting kind of showed me like what she was referring to. Cause we were, we were looking at the program. He's using touch chat which there's a couple that we're interested in. And right now we are in the trial phase. So this is going to be like six to eight weeks with touch chat. If we are still not sure we can continue the trial, we can totally scrap it and try a different program. Or if, if we love it, he loves it. We can just move forward and that's it. She did tell me that she said trials that lasted like two years, which (laughs) I mean, that's not something I wanted to hear, but at the same time, it's nice to know that they are very thorough with their trials. So at that initial meeting, we just kind of talked about the basics of sort of like setting up the device for him and what, what we think would be kind of best practice for him. And I was able to actually see touch chat and kind of see the program and how it works. And I could tell at that point, like, I'm like, okay, this is actually a lot. And I, I could see why I needed proper training. Logan needed proper training before they just like sent us home with it for the summer. So I'm actually, I'm glad that, that they fought me and said no, because honestly, we probably would have not used it properly. And I think that was the whole concern was that she was like, you know, it's really easy for a device to be used improperly or not used at all. And it's like, we just, we need to make sure that we are using it in the right way so that we are setting the right example for him. So that it really becomes his voice, which is what I truly want for him. So we, we had everything kind of ready to go at that point so that we could sort of get started you know, early in the school year, I wasn't totally sure when he would actually start with a device because I know like back to school time is crazy. 
again, the good thing about Logan's school, the, the co-op that he's at, is that his class is, is K through two. So it's kindergarten through second grade. So he is in the same classroom. He has the same teacher. He has pretty much all the same, the same uh, classmates. There's a couple that graduated to third grade and I think one new kindergartner starting who's actually an old friend of ours from preschool. So everything worked out really well. I, I'm, really really excited for this year because he did so well last year and last year it was a completely new environment and I think because he is used to that now like all that progress he was really on such a roll towards the end of the school year and I feel like when he was in preschool it would almost take him like half the year or more to get into that like kind of comfortable like steady routine to the point where he could start like making progress because that's the thing with Logan and like I was saying even about you know like him him having this kind of summertime anxiety like summer is is hard for so many reasons it's hard because of all all the things that I just talked about but also because when he is having a hard time like that and he's not in that proper headspace and like I said all of his energy is going into self-regulation there really is no room for progress and I mean like progress is important. And I, as much as I am proud of Logan all the time and it doesn't matter to me, I will love him no matter what. I, I do want him to progress as much as he can. So seeing him kind of stagnant like that is hard because it, it's that progress that really like keeps us all going. <laughs> and so when we're, when we're missing out on that progress or even seeing like the regressions or just difficult behaviors and things like that, it's tough. So, so getting back into the school year, I think we were all like, so, so ready for it. And I know I definitely was ready for it. Um, so the exciting thing was that that very first day he came home from school with his teacher always like writes a note and kind of goes over the day and he had already used his device. It came home with this, this little note that she's, she's got this new program she's doing this year where they're like any kind of milestone kind of thing. She's sending home these like extra little, I can't remember the name she has for it. She has a cute name for it, but it was like this cute little like printed out note. And it said, I use my talker. And I started crying because I was just so excited. I'm like, it's the first day and they've like already busted it out and he's using it. It didn't matter to me what capacity he used it in. I was just excited that we were like getting started with it. He did use it a little bit towards the end of the school year. His IEP was so late in the year and they we had the kind of like loner device but it wasn't even his his device at that point because we it was so so late in the year so he did kind of play with it a little bit but again I was just so happy that you know first day we were already kind of getting started with it because I didn't know if we would have to wait till a couple weeks in before we got started but the nice thing was his his speech therapist called me actually while we were on vacations like like the last week of summer just to kind of hear how Logan's summer had went and sort of talk about, again, the kind of preliminary getting things started with the device, which was awesome. I've said this before, but I think just having those open lines of communication is everything. And I think it's also easier to continue with those lines of communication once they're already open. And so I feel like with, with the speech therapist, with his teacher, like I, I really can kind of talk to them about anything. And if I, if I need support or help or a question, and I think that that is like invaluable because we've definitely been in situations before where I did, I felt like I didn't have that. So that if, if you can make those kind of strides to get that communication, I, I think that will only help you and your child. So her and I, we kind of discussed a little bit kind of going into the year and like I said, a little bit of summer and then it was just like a couple days into the school. Oh, she sent a note home. She sent a note home that said that she wanted to set up a meeting for me to do like parent training. So, and I had like some paperwork and stuff to go over with that. So I actually just went this morning for my parent training and I will be totally honest. The device is kind of overwhelming. The touch chat program is definitely it's more intensive than I was expecting it to be. I, I really did kind of think it would just be like packs and be like, you just like put these sentences together with the icons and like, that's it. And honestly, there are programs like that, but touch chat is a little more advanced than that. And it's, it's like good and bad, but it, it really is a lot that goes into it. I was actually speaking today with 
my good friend Jody, who I was on her podcast a few months ago, and I just recently recorded with her, so she's going to do an episode on Adventures in Autism, so stay tuned for that. But she is amazing, and she was her daughter has has a, a, a device, and she also uses Touch Chat, and she was like, it's basically like learning a new language, which is honestly like the perfect way to say it. Like, it's definitely... There's a lot that goes into it, and until you get to the point where you're comfortable, you can't really do much because you you have to know kind of where there's there's like different categories of words, and you have to kind of know like where to find the words, and then the icons themselves are somewhat small, so it's like you have to like you know make sure that you are really intentionally hitting the right icon, or you can hit the one next to it. So. There, there's just like, there's a lot that goes into it and I can see why a, they didn't want me having it over the summer, but B why we waited till this point, because I do think that it's important to, to kind of like do things like when they're, when they're ready for it and not kind of jump into it. Cause I, I was feeling kind of antsy to get started with the device, but I'm like, yeah, a year ago, I don't think Logan could have done this. I just don't. And I think now he's at the point where it's still going to be a challenge for sure to like get started with it. But I think that he's, he's really ready for it. So we, we did the, the training with just me and the speech therapist and it's definitely going to take some time. But then I was able to observe him in his, in his speech session at school and we were using the device and he actually did awesome. So that was amazing. I mean, we're, we're really using it for, you know, highly motivating things right now. So like today we were trying to get him to say, eat fruit snack. So he has to like touch those, those two icons. Um, and then he gets a fruit snack, obviously, which he, he, I mean, yeah, with stuff like that, (laughs) he did great. But then we moved on to eat cereal, which was a little bit less motivating, but he still did it. He did really well. So kind of starting with things that are very preferred, you know, I think those are what's going to kind of get our foot in the door with him. And then, kind of moving on from there, but we are, yeah, we are super, super excited for the device and just to see what happens this school year. Like I said, I feel like he's, he's in a really good spot to start first grade now. I can't believe I have a big first grader because he's put so much work in and he's, he's just like, he's everything that he did last year kind of leading up to this, I think is going to, is putting him in in a really good position to kind of start making progress like more quickly. I'm trying not to put too much, you know, pressure on that because I don't want to put too much pressure on him or the situation because I I have been let down before. Not that he ever lets me down, but just, you know, you as a parent, you you want to see that progress and when you're not seeing it, it it can be tough. It definitely can be difficult. I know you guys understand that. Um and kind of elaborating on that a little bit. I I just have to be totally honest and say like this summer really sucked. (laughs) Like watching Logan struggle and deal with that anxiety and trying to manage that. And on top of that, you know, having two other little kids, like I am, I was spent, I was just so spent this summer and like hanging on by a thread basically by the time school started. So I'm still kind of coming down from that. I feel like when you go through something stressful, it's not like when it's over, you can just like boom, you know, snap right back into it. I was joking with my sister. I'm like, I feel like I'm like recovering from trauma because I just, yeah, like I feel like I was so tightly wound all summer, just like feeling stressed about everything that now I'm like, okay, you need to like breathe and kind of come back down to earth. I basically took all summer off of recording. I recorded a couple episodes kind of here and there, but it was just like impossible. When Logan was in camp, I was still recording, but it was really, really hard to, to schedule to take care of the podcast and everything. So somehow we did it. (laughs) We got through. I always feel like when you're on the other side of it, you're like, did that actually just happen? Like what, what, what even, what went into it? So I don't want to sound like a whiny baby and I'm sorry if I do, but I just, I want to put that out there because I know I've spoken with a lot of you like throughout the summer because I've not been shy about sharing that on social media. And there are so many people that are in the same boat and going through those same things. And I really appreciate that kind of camaraderie because it makes me feel better. But then I, I do, I also hear from a lot of people that are like, oh, summer is so great. I'm so sad it's ending. And I'm just like, how, how is <laughs> like, I'm like, can you help me? So I do think that, that I've learned a lot from this summer. I think that 
going into next summer again I'm already thinking about next summer we are we just we have to have more structure for Logan we have to have more more of like a general routine that doesn't change so much because I think I felt like okay like we'll do you know this this camp and then that will get us through until summer school and then it's just a couple more weeks and then school will start but I think it was just even though each thing was fine it was just like too much change throughout the summer just not enough stability for him so one of the things that we had considered going into the summer is logan's the company that we use for aba they also have a center we do all of our hours in home we have used the center before like for potty training and logan has done like social group there also but we we had an option to actually do like more of uh they they do like a summer session i can't remember the name they call it but it's basically like it would kind of take the place of school. So the kids do get like some social interaction, but they also work like one-on-one with their ABA therapists and kind of their, their therapist would just go there and it would kind of take the place of school. I had spoken with his ABA, with his, his BCBA before summer and we kind of were considering that. The problem for us is that his center is about 45 minutes away. So for driving him there is not that big of a deal because it's like I, you know, I would drop him off in the morning, get him in the afternoon. But again, that mom guilt is a difficult thing to, to tackle. And I, I felt so badly taking my daughters there. Cause it's like, they're in the car with me then. I mean, 45 minutes there and back, that's an hour and a half twice a day. So it's like, they're just sitting in the car for three hours a day. And like, they're, they're good in the car. They're good. But I was just like, I don't want to put them through that if we don't have to. So I felt like we had our bases covered with, you know, the camp and summer school and still doing ABA. But I learned that we actually did not. So we are hoping there has been talk for the past like over a year, honestly, that they would be opening another location, another like center closer to us. So I'm crossing my fingers. Please cross them also that there will be a closer location and that next summer he could go there and, and do this program. But if not, I think I'm going to have to just suck it up and drive him there and or figure, figure something out for transportation for him because there, there has to be, there just needs to be more for him. And I, I feel like every summer I try to set him up and it's like every summer I I feel like I have like just kind of missed the mark. And I feel like that this summer also. So I just, I want him to be happy. Like that is like always my number one goal. And when I see him struggling and not happy, it weighs on me so heavily. And it definitely did this summer. It was, it was really tough. I'm, like I said, I'm still like recovering from, from these last couple months and just trying to like get back to reality, which I feel like we are, he's, he's back in school now. And like I said, I got to be, you know, with him for, for speech today and just seeing him in the classroom. He was so happy. And I got to chat with his teacher a little bit and she was telling me how, how awesome he's done. And she's like, he just has not missed a beat. He just kind of got right back into his routine and he's doing really great. So honestly, that's like all I really need to hear to, to feel better is that like, okay, he's, he's doing okay. Everything's going to be fine. Everyone, everyone survived. So that's really it. I just can talk forever. Can't I? (laughs) Um, thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions or you just want to chat. I love to hear from you guys. Please reach out to me. Like I said, I'm going to be reaching out on my social media. I have some kind of interactive things that I, I need from you guys for the, the one year episode coming up, but you can find me on Facebook at adventures and autism podcast or on Instagram at adventures and autism pod, or you can email me at adventures and autism 2018 at yahoo.com. And like I said, I, kind of took the summer off from recording. I, I, I bank episodes. So if you guys ever wonder why you're listening to episodes like that we recorded like two months ago, I, if I have extra time, I am recording and banking those episodes. And that was what I did leading up to summer. I knew I was not going to have as much time. So I've had episodes like stored away kind of in the vault and we were just pulling all those out. But I'm back to recording now. So if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, if you have a story you want to share, please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Please, I'm just going to throw it out there. Write a review. If you enjoy listening (laughs) to me ramble, please write a review. Um, Leave a, a rating, subscribe, all that good stuff. Share, tell a friend, whatever you want to do. I appreciate all the support. And 
honestly, you guys are like truly the best and such an amazing, amazing community. So that is all for next for now. <laughs> Until next time, take care.